0: Happy, happy Mother's Day, God bless you, this is Pastor Brian, and I just want to wish all our mothers out there a blessed, wonderful Mother's Day, we love all the mothers a part of Chapel of Change, and we just pray God's blessing over you. I want to encourage your faith today uh, with a message that I believe will strengthen your heart. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 9 through 20. 1 Samuel chapter 1, uh, verses 9 through 20. And as you're turning to 1 Samuel uh, chapter 1, don't forget, if you're watching on YouTube, hit subscribe. Uh, hit subscribe. If you're watching on Facebook, go ahead and share so that other people in your connection uh, can get this message as well. So I'm going to be teaching today out of 1st Samuel chapter 1 verse 9 through 20. And let me read uh, this passage of scripture. It says, So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, Now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord, and she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look, on the affliction of your maidservant, and remember me, and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. And it happened, as she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli watched her mouth. Now, he, uh, Hannah spoke in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. So Eli said to her, How long will you drink? Put your wine away from you. Now, look at verse 15. But Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief I have spoken until now. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the Lord God of Israel grant your petition which you have asked of him. Look at verse 18. And she said, Let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. Then they arose early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord and returned and came to their house at Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. Now listen to this last verse 20. So it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son and called his name Samuel, saying, because I have asked for him from the Lord. Now, today we uh, celebrate a super critical role in society. We celebrate the role of a teacher, a doctor, a chef, a psychologist, sometimes lawyer, and sometimes security guard, all wrapped up in one. We celebrate today a mother we celebrate the mothers of this world did you know that the word mother in hebrew means bond of the family bond of the family and the word signifies a force that strengthens and holds things together when god wanted to hold together a son he called on a mother when God wanted to hold together a husband, he called on a mother. When God wanted to hold together a family, guess who he called upon? A mother. And today, I want to strengthen and encourage the faith of mothers by looking at the faith of a mother in the Bible. Today, we're going to look at the faith of one of the most prominent mothers in the entire Bible, and her name is Hannah. Hannah lived during a time when God's people were very, very disobedient. Hannah, although she was a godly woman, uh, lived with a physical challenge. She could not have any kids. And it was a terrible season for her. People laughed at her. People made fun of her. They ridiculed Hannah. But Hannah kept seeking the Lord. Hannah, in the midst of adversity, kept going to the house of God. And eventually, God gave Hannah her request and gave her a son named Samuel. And Samuel went on to be a powerful man of God, a prophet in uh, the nation. And he was kind of birthed out of faith. Hannah's experience, when we look at her life, it teaches us some lessons on real faith, real faith. And you know, many people have a misconception about what real faith is about. And faith is so critical, it's such a critical part to our Christian uh, walk that we cannot get it wrong. So what does real faith look like? I want us to examine uh, Hannah's story to learn what real faith is. Looks like. And I got a couple main reflections for our study uh, today. Number one, real faith is a weapon for real problems. Real faith is a weapon for real problems. Now, when you think of Hannah, Hannah was a woman of great faith, uh, but she also had great problems. In fact, verse seven, says she was constantly provoked to tears. Verse 10 says she was uh, a bitterness of soul. Uh, verse 15 says, uh, she says, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. Those are real problems. Yet, she goes down into history as one of the great mothers of faith. As I was thinking about this uh, This storyline of real faith and real problems, you know, it's a mistake to think that the heroes of the Bible were somewhat different than us. It's a mistake to think uh, that they were perfect or somehow exempt from problems. No, the Bible was full of real people with real problems, yet they demonstrated real faith. Just because you have faith doesn't mean you won't have any problems. I want you to get that today. Just because you have faith doesn't mean you won't have real problems. In fact, your faith is for your problems. Your faith is a weapon to, to, to attack your problems with. First John chapter five. Verse 4 says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. In fact, I would suggest to us, the bigger the problem, the bigger faith we need. Just because you have faith doesn't mean you won't have problems, and just because you have problems doesn't mean you lack real faith. Just because you have problems doesn't mean you lack real faith. God didn't call us to a life of perfection. He called us to a life of dependency upon Him. Did you catch that? He didn't call us to a life of roses. He didn't call us to a life of perfection. This Christian walk is not a cakewalk. He's called us to a life of dependency. That's faith on Him. When you think of Jacob in the Bible, he was considered... Uh, one of the fathers of faith, yet he walked with a limp for many years. That limp didn't signify his lack of faith. That limp signified his dependency upon God. So when you think about real faith, real faith is a weapon for real problems. Secondly, real faith gives glory to God. Real faith gives glory to God. I want to call your attention to verse 11. It says, Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you indeed give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. Now I want you to reflect upon something. For years, Hannah was harassed because she couldn't have any children. For years, people made fun of her and talked bad about her. For years, Hannah prayed to God for a baby. And get this. For years, God was silent. For years, God did not answer her prayer. Now, I wonder why God didn't initially answer Hannah's prayer. I wonder I wonder why. I have... Uh, I have a suggestion. I have a thought. I suspect God didn't initially answer her prayer because initially uh, I suspect Hannah's motive for her prayer was wrong. I suspect her motive initially for her prayer was wrong. Perhaps uh, she didn't initially want a child to bring glory to God, but perhaps she wanted a child to throw in the face of her critics. Perhaps she wanted a child to throw in the face of those who were laughing at her. Perhaps uh, she wanted a child to be able to say, Hey, how you, how you like me now? And I believe maybe God was like, uh, I'm not going to give you a child just so you could uh, have people like you, I'm not going to answer your prayer. Just so people can like you, I'm not. I'm not going to answer your prayer just to uh, feed your ego. I could imagine God kind of responding in that way. You know why? Because the Bible says in James chapter four, verse three, when you pray for things, you don't get them because you want them with wrong. Reason or for the wrong reason for your own pleasure. So the Bible talks about our motives of being correct. Let's think about that. Are your prayers not being answered? Check your motives. Are you not getting that promotion at work? Check your motives. Are you still waiting for that financial breakthrough? Check. Your motives. Are you still uh, praying and waiting for Mr. or Mrs. Wonderful to come into your life? I would suggest check your motives. Now, in reference to Hannah, one day something changed in Hannah. And it's referenced here in verse 11. Look what she says. She said, God, if you give me a son, I will give him back to you. Notice what she does. She said, God, if you answer my prayer... I'm going to give my son back to you. And then, bam, not too long after that, she got pregnant, and God gave her Samuel. So what's the takeaway in our study? What's the the takeaway? Well, God will get to you what he can get glory from you. I'm going to say that again. God will get to you what he can get glory from you. See, God is looking uh, for someone to ask him for things that will bring him glory, not just make us happy. God is is looking down from heaven, looking for people who will ask him for things that will bring him glory, not just make you happy. See, people of faith want to bless God as much as they want God to bless them. I said people of faith want to bless God as much as they want God to bless them. Psalms 103, verse 1 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Now, how does this play out in life? How does this work out in our life? Well, you say, God, uh, I need a car to get around. God, I need a vehicle. And God says, uh, I need someone uh, to take somebody to church. I need someone that needs a ride to church. Are you willing to give your car back to God? You say, God, bless my business. God says, uh, I need someone to bless my kingdom business on earth. Are you willing to give your finances back to God? You say, God, I I need a spouse because I'm lonely. God says, I need an example of a godly marriage. Are you willing? to give your marriage back to God? Are you willing to shift your motives and start asking for things that will will bless God more than will bless us? I think that will give you a breakthrough. Thirdly, real faith is tenacious. Real faith is tenacious. In verse 12, it says, she kept on praying to the Lord she kept on praying to the Lord. See, she didn't pray this pretty little prayer and then just walk away and go about her life. No, she was tenacious in her faith. She kept on praying. That that word tenacious means dogged persistence. It means to be unyielding, unyielding, dogged persistence. Hannah kept praying. Hannah kept worshiping. Hannah kept uh, trusting the Lord. Hannah kept going to the house of the Lord. And eventually, God granted her her request. She kept believing God, even though God was silent. You know, Jesus teaches us to persevere in our prayer life jesus says in luke 18:1 that we should always pray and not give up that's tenacity that's tenacious that we always should pray and not give up and what i love about hannah is that hannah refused to believe that her problem was permanent she refused to believe That her problem was permanent. She refused to settle in a place where she was just supposed to pass through. She refused to settle. See, some of us, if we could talk like family, have settled in places where we were just supposed to pass through. Some of us have settled in places where we're not supposed to live. We're not supposed to dwell. We have settled in our problem. We have settled in our fears. We have settled in our doubts. But God says, uh, I I meant for you to pass through that problem, not camp out in that problem. I meant for you to pass through that trial, not camp out in that trial for 10 years. You know, uh, when I was in prison... Although I had a life sentence, uh, I never let myself get comfortable in prison. Never let myself get comfortable. And I would always hear the prisoners, or many prisoners, they would complain about uh, the heat, or they'll complain about the cold, or they'll complain about the treatment in prison. But you didn't hear me complain, and it wasn't because I was super spiritual, but it was because um, I didn't allow myself... To settle in, I I knew that that place wasn't my permanent home, and my belief was I was just. Passing through, I'm just, I'm just passing through. I'm not setting up camp here. I'm, I'm passing through, and I, and I had this tenacious faith that I believed that eventually God would set me free. And this faith didn't allow me to get comfortable in that prison cell. And I, I, I believed, I trusted, I worshipped the Lord. And, and I got a word for somebody today. I got a word for somebody watching this message. Listen, God still wants to change your situation. God still wants to give you a breakthrough. God still wants to heal your body. God still still wants to save your husband or save your wife. You just got to keep believing. You just got to keep worshiping. You just got to keep trusting God and keep going to the house of the Lord. Demonstrate this tenacious faith that Hannah demonstrated to us, this great mother of faith. And so, friends, as we study what real faith is about, we learn that real faith is for real problems. We learned that real faith gives glory to God. And we learned that real faith is tenacious, it doesn't give up. And today, uh, I want to pray that God strengthen your faith, particularly you mothers out there. I know you have a lot on your plate. And I want to pray that God strengthen your faith. So, if you're able, I want to ask you to lift up your hands toward that monitor, whatever you're watching this from. Lift up your hands uh, to that monitor as an act of faith. And I'm going to pray that God strengthen your faith wherever you're at. Oh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, every hand that's lifted up, Father God, I pray that you strengthen his or her faith. I pray, Father God, that you strengthen them in their inner man with might by your Holy Spirit. I pray that you fill them freshly with the Holy Ghost. I pray, Father God, in Jesus' name, that you give them power to persevere, power to endure, Father God. I pray that you give them tenacious faith, Lord God, to hold on. Hold on to your unchanging hand. Hold on to your promise, Lord God. Strengthen their faith, Father God. Strengthen their faith in Jesus' name, I pray, amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord, my friends. God bless you. I hope you learned something uh, from this message today. And again... Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Uh, Before I close with a blessing, uh, I want to transition to prepare our hearts to give uh, an offering unto the Lord. Uh, Just like Hannah said, Lord, if you bless me, I'm going to give that blessing back To you, Uh, we want to give a blessing back to God. We want to give an offering back to God, and so I want to encourage today, and even challenge you, you today, to prepare to give your best offering back to God. Prepare. Uh, to give your best offering back to God as you prepare to give to God. Uh, I just want to remind you that, you know, every time you give uh, to God through Chapel of Change, you are giving to fertile ground. You are giving to advance the kingdom of God. We're seeing souls saved. Uh, we're seeing the kingdom of God advance. We're seeing marriages restored. We're seeing youth learn about Jesus, little kids learning about Jesus. And through your financial partnership. You have a stake. You have a stake in this kingdom venture. And so I want to thank you for your continued financial partnership. Uh, as you prepare to give, don't forget are several ways you can give. You can give online after I dismiss with a blessing. You go to chapelofchange.org, hit the giving button, and follow the simple instructions. Uh, There's a way you can give through your phone, through text. Go to our webpage. It has the phone number on there, and you text CHAPEL to that phone number, and you can give through your phone. You can give through mail. You mail it to our Paramount location. The address is 6701 Alondra Boulevard, Paramount, California, 9072 three or you can give in person come out if you're healthy you're not sick we have uh, services outdoors uh, we have services indoors outdoors you you pick God gives you options you can you can come today you still have time to make our 5 p.m. service that is in Carson uh, go to our webpage and get all our times and locations we have service on Saturday nights too in the city of Whittier so uh, come out and worship uh, with us and study the Bible. Don't forget, we have midweek Bible study, Wednesday night in the city of Carson, 715. Thursday night at 715 in the city of Paramount. Uh, On them days, we also have youth ministry and children's ministry. Uh, Don't forget, in a couple of weeks, we're gonna have child dedication. Uh, You can sign up. Uh, Don't forget, we're gonna have uh, baptisms coming up in a couple weeks. If you have not been baptized Sign up to get baptized, and then in June, we will have membership seminar. Come and learn what it means to be a member of Chapel of Change. This is Pastor Brian from Chapel of Change, and I want to encourage you, as I begin to dismiss with a blessing, it's our tradition to dismiss with a blessing. If you're able to stand up and you're able to lift up your hands unto the Lord, I will pronounce a blessing to you in dismissal. In the name of the Father who loves you with an endless love. In the name of the Son who died that you can live. And in the name of the Holy Spirit who empowers you with real faith. May you go this week with the protection and the blessing of the Lord. In Jesus' name, God bless you, God bless you. This is Pastor Brian from Chapel of Change. I love you and hope to worship with you soon.